Hello there, and welcome to Blue Milk Latte, a Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Kent Blue Milk Latte Salas, and uh, with me, as always, is my co-pilot, Chris Christophus Mead. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, welcome back. Um, So uh, today we're going to be going on a summer vacation uh, aboard some ships that we picked, and three planets that we want to go to, and uh, ten guests that we think uh, would be fun that are part of the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, but before we get to that topic, uh, Chris, uh, do you, have you had any recent Star Wars adventures this last week? Uh, the only thing going on this last week is I'm getting, uh, well, going on this week too, getting super psyched to get excited for my return to Batuu next weekend. So I've been kind of getting myself psyched up for that. So I'm super excited. Oh, actually, it's not everything. Actually, I actually had a pretty good one. Yesterday, I sat down with my daughter and watched A New Hope for the first time for her. And it was kind of fun because I because she's been putting it off for a while, and she finally agreed to watch it with me, and she actually really got into it, so it was kind of cool. Nice. Although it was fun because we're watching it, and we get to the part where we get to Tatooine, and uh, and she realizes that Luke lives with his aunt and uncle, and she's like, "What happened to Luke's parents?" It's like, "Well, I can't tell you that. You got to watch the rest of the movies." <laughs> she got real mad. She really wanted me to tell you. I'm like, "No, you have to watch the movies. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna spoil that for you. Like, it's a big thing." <laughs> yeah. That's pretty. It's pretty sharp of her to, to say that. Yeah, and she was she was kind of she was super bummed out when uh, you know when uh, Alderaan got blown up, and she was uh, she's not a fan of uh, Uncle and Aunt Brew getting blown up. Like you know, yeah, she was she was really into it. It was, it was, it was really fun. <laughs> nice. Do you think she had like a favorite character from the from the? Um, I don't know. Well, she well when I asked her which one she wanted to watch, because I was I mean I was wanting to kind of let her pick where she wanted to, her entry point. Like if she wanted to watch Seven, I would have been okay with it, but. uh uh, she was. She was like, "Well, I want to watch ones with Leia." It's like, okay. <laughs> so okay. apparently, for whatever reason, she's got a real like. She's real. She's a fan of Leia. So, so well, then it was fun because later we were talking about it, and she knows. I mean, she knows Darth Vader's famous line of "I am your father," but she doesn't know who he says it to. Okay. And she's really bugging me to tell her, you know, to tell her. I was like, "No, I'm not going to tell you that again. That's going to ruin the whole thing." Like, if you want to find out, we got to watch the next movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, her brother hasn't spoiled it for her yet. He's respectful of that. No, not yet. I don't. To be honest, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. Can't uh, even. Um, Kyle has seen four, five, six all the way through. Ish. I know he's seen seven, eight, nine. Because we saw them together. Yeah, but I'm not a hundred percent sure I, he, he's seen them. I'm pretty sure know. He, I know he's seen episode four all the way through because we had like a little. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a little right. backyard shindig one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Pretty amazing uh, Star Wars adventure. Being able to share Star Wars with uh, with your daughter, though, that's a pretty cool. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm sure it didn't happen on Father's Day, but it's a pretty cool Father's Day type. No, thing. Uh, no, it was. That's how I did it. That's how I got her to do it. I was like, "It's Father's Day. We're watching Star Wars." <laughs> nice. Okay. Use the Father's Day there. Yeah. 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 I, played, awesome. I played the I played the dad card, and it uh, it actually paid off this time. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so my Star Wars Adventures is I just think read the uh, Star Wars A Family at War book by uh, Baver. Uh, and uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it breaks down all nine saga films into uh, chapters and gives you a whole bunch of background uh, information. Uh, one really cool thing is like you get a lot of uh, background to some of the characters and a lot of their motivation will they kind of appear in the films but they don't really get explored but they do get explored in this book 
Um, so it's pretty interesting if you want more backstory on the Skywalker, just the the characters that interact with the Star Wars or with the Skywalker family. Uh, it is also pretty cool for that as well. I'm still I'm not completely done with it, but I'm working my way through it. So were we were we right? Is it written more like a like a historical account biography situation? Somewhat, yeah, somewhat. It's not uh, it's not as biographical as most biographies are. It's still written okay. in in the prose uh, type type format. Uh, but uh, it's I'm trying to think about something to something to compare it to. But it's pretty much uh, broken down into about oh I think thirty some odd chapters. Uh, and you just get little snippets like right the, at the beginning, you're introduced to Anakin and um, a little bit of history about the pod races and Shmi Skywalker and her dealing with slavery uh, and how she was sold into slavery at, a, at an early age and how he was born, um, uh, you know, kind of uh, an immaculate birth, uh, if you will. And how that it's not really that part, the immaculate birth part isn't exactly explored, but. Shmi felt about that and all that is kind of explored and it makes me it makes you really want like a Shmi Skywalker like not like spinoff or anything but like I don't know an episode somewhere of like her story um right yeah yeah it makes you it makes you think like oh wow you might like this character obviously but you never realized how much you're like wow that's actually uh very strong and uh very cool of the mother of Darth Vader to have this like not epic backstory, but this like really resilient um, story about rising and keeping going through slavery and all that. <clears throat> it, feels, it feels like ripe uh, territory for a uh, novel by shoot the 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 lady who does the um, the author who does the uh, Padme books. Oh, what's her name? E.K. Johnston. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds that that sounds like a topic for her to do her next book on. Yeah. Yeah. Or we'll next say. series. We'll email uh, Lucasfilm, Del- Delray Books, and E.K. Johnson. We'll CC everybody and just let them know, hey, this is what we want. So make it happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, because that appears to be her, that, that's the characters she's written for so far have been that same that type of character, like the you know Padme, who's really strong, Ahsoka. I think that's just those two. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the uh, underappreciated characters that have a way stronger backstory than you, than you think. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, cool, man. So that's pretty much. Oh, and one other thing for Star Wars Adventures, there is on uh, Variety, uh, Variety Magazine slash the Variety, the Hollywood, uh, you know, gossip, gossip rag. They have a YouTube channel, obviously. And uh, Ian McGregor and Pedro Pascal did an actor on actor video. It's about 30 minutes long. And it's uh, really interesting to talk about both of their careers and obviously, they talk about Star Wars in there, and it's just really fun and enlightening. It's pretty cool to see that um, they enjoy, you know, working on Star Wars as much as we hope that they would. It's pretty, it's a pretty cool little interview that they did with each other. And uh, oh, Ewan McGregor is sporting, obviously, his Obi-Wan beard, because I think yep. it was filmed fairly recently. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool video. If you can, check it out. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much my Star Wars adventures for the, the last week. Have you uh, before we move on? Have you heard the rumor about when we might that we might be seeing some uh, a trailer for the next uh, Disney Plus Star Wars thing on July third? I think I've heard. Oh yes, I did see. I think it's going to be the Star Wars Visions. Yeah, thing. So they're, 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 
there's the story of the article I read. So there, they are look there. There's a rumor they might be premiering the trailer or teaser trailer at Anime Expo. Yeah, which is going on that that same weekend, uh, which is an online thingamajig. So we'll probably, so if that's true, I guess they have a panel talking about it, and they're you know, and so there's the rumor they'll probably show us something there. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah, either the trailer itself or probably like a hype reel or both or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be, that'd be, uh, we'll be talking about that probably pretty soon. Um, uh, just full, uh, I guess full, uh, admittance, I guess. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. Disclosure. Full disclosure. Yeah. I am, uh, not a huge, uh, anime slash, Manga, manga, however you want to pronounce it. I'm not super into that stuff, so I'm really interested to see how I like this Star Wars Vision project that's going to be coming out. Um, but well, did could... you ever uh, did you ever watch the Animatrix? Yeah, a little bit. Um, okay. I, yeah, I mean, because maybe... I have a feeling it's going to be something similar, where it's going to be anthology style, and it's probably going to have a few different styles of animation. Yeah. So if you were kind of okay with that, you might be okay with this. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'd probably you might want to look check out that might be close to what they're trying to do with this too. Maybe is on Netflix the is it Love Death Robots or uh-huh. Love Robot Death. Yeah, it's probably some the, the animation might be some of some stuff in there too. Gotcha. Yeah, there is one thing that I like that's kind of like this. It's called uh, Batman Gotham Knight, as released oh, yeah, in yeah. two thousand eight. Uh, it did. I did have like six different segments and some of them were um anime based some were uh just traditional american cartoon style so i did uh you know actually at first but on the second and third and fourth viewing i was like oh okay this is actually pretty awesome i see what they were doing here so maybe i'll have a similar reaction to to this um yeah okay so moving on we're gonna do a quick uh bad batch recap of this last week's episode before we move into our main topic of uh, the Star Wars Summer Vacation. So, uh, real quick, uh, the last episode was titled Reunion. It uh, debuted on Disney Plus on June 18th, 2021. And it was directed by Stuart Lee and uh, written by Christian Taylor. Um, Chris, uh, you know, we won't go into the whole... uh, the whole the prologue and all that stuff, but uh, what did you, what did you think about this episode? I thought it was good, uh, especially the it was good. The ending was phenomenal. Uh, if we're finally we finally got some answers, to something kind of wondering, and it feels like the plot's kind of really moving. The, the the overall arc of the show seems to be took a big step forward, and I like that. Uh, it really had a very it was a very like. Empire Strikes Back ending, which I kind of liked. Like the, mm. it seems like the Empire Strikes Back of the season, mm-hmm. and that was really awesome. Um, yeah. no, it was it was it was a real strong episode. It's probably one of the best ones this season, I would say. Yeah, yeah. One of the things like that I kept thinking about throughout the entire episode uh, is just how slick the animation is. Like it blows my mind when you look at like 2008 Clone Wars compared to this. Yes, I right. Know technology progresses a lot over 12 to 13 years um but it's like it looks like so beautiful like some of the animation that they do especially in this episode because there's a lot of darkness but they make the shadows 
really work well because they hide stuff in the shadows and stuff that uh, you might not notice. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Obviously, the big character of the week, the introduction of Cad Bane. Um, for those unfamiliar with Cad Bane, he is a bounty hunter influenced a lot by the man with no name, the Clint Eastwood character. Uh, he made his debut, I believe, back in Clone Wars at the yeah. end of season one, I want to say. Yeah. At the tail end of season one, and then he was really introduced in season two of Clone Wars. Um, yeah. So he's reintroduced, and he looks as badass as ever. Um, and uh, he, he uh, from the Bad Batch spoilers, sorry. <laughs> um, and, you know, I kind of get, so there was a report, oh, a few months ago, six eight months ago, that the Obi-Wan stuff was being reworked anyway and i kind of see the report no matter like how true or false it is said that the script was being reworked because it was too similar to the mandalorian in the sense of an old grizzled war veteran you know seeks not seeks out but is uh entrusted with you know a young character and has to protect them and if you look at the mandalorian we get an old you know character older character with a technically a baby uh he has protected when you look at the bad batch we have four characters now that are entrusted with a child they have to protect it so <laughs> i mean yeah. if you, i mean they they're gonna have to do it a little bit because i mean obi-wan is you know essentially watching over luke and being his guardian um but i'm sure they gave him some nice side quests or a pretty big side quest um, that might have been how Darth Vader gets worked into it. Maybe Darth Vader was going to make a cameo in episode, but they figured since they had Hayden Christensen back, they could actually expand his character a lot more. So it might be more of a Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Darth Vader sort of thing, as opposed yeah. to, let me, let's just show Obi-Wan killing off people trying to kill Luke sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So, uh, time i thought the report of the leak was pretty true and i guess it's somewhat confirmed because yeah that is a pretty typical well i think we 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 talked about that that seems to be like all of the star wars shows at this point have all had that we have had a uh like a mentor student or father child relationship built into it like even clone wars has ahsoka tano who is young inexperienced naive innocent who has to be, you know, who's taken out of the wing of an older, not as grizzled, but definitely a little jaded, you know, Anakin Skywalker, you know, who's, who's a little more worldly and has been around and, you know, grew up a slave. So he has a little bit better, a different understanding of how the world works. Someone who's raised in Jedi temple, who's never been out of the temple. Yeah. Uh, You know, so that we have it there. And then we have, um, rebels has a similar thing. We have, uh, Kanan and Ezra. Ezra's the same thing where, I mean, Ezra, he's a, he's more of a um, street kid, so he's you know st- street smart and all that. But he hasn't been off, never been off planet, yeah. never been a Jedi, never met a Jedi, and then all of a sudden now he's he's got the Force, and you know yeah. again he had the same kind of father mentor son relationship again. Yeah, and then even even um, even Re- because again your main character in the Resistance is um, oh fuck, I remember the kid's name now. I was just watching that for fun the other day too. Resistance. His last name is Azudo, I think. Can't remember his first name though. Oh man, it's okay. We'll that's get a, it. I'm such a big apologist for that show too. I always tell people they should watch it because it's actually not that bad. 
the same thing. Like, you know, he's Kizuda. young and yeah, yeah, does yeah, Kazuda. And again, someone who's like kind of naive and not not been around and like, you know, and then then he's got two of them. He's got Poe kind of watching out for him. He's got Yeager, who is also kind of who's the grizzled war veteran, uh, just trying to get by and, and live without being, you know, causing any waves, and then he gets pulled back into the rebellion again. And so, you know, yeah. it's just that's their formula for Star Wars shows up to this point. Maybe Obi Wan will be a little bit different. I'm hoping and hoping Andor will be. Oh, Andor should be quite a bit different because I don't yeah. see how you give Andor like a kid sidekick. That just doesn't. That show doesn't work. I don't think at, at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty sure it'll be different than that one. Um. So yeah, that's um. My general thoughts. Yeah, we're just amazing animation. I'm super excited to see Cad Bane come back and kick some ass. Um, and uh, it's not really uh like an. There's, like, funny jokes being made that Crosshair, after he is injured in the episode, he's all bandaged up. Truly, <laughs> you never know. Like, he could uh, revoke the name of Crosshair and just be Dengar from then on. I don't know. Because the way oh, he's nice. wrapped up is kind of funny, like, with, like, the way he's, like, wrapped with the uh, bandages and stuff. It's kind of right. similar to Dengar. But anyway, it's just a fun little I'm, silly rumor. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see if they're going to play with the idea that maybe him being injured like that may have uh, damaged his chip, and so maybe he'll start, like, kind of coming around. I don't know. Feeling, we'll see. Feeling actual remorse or something? Yeah, either feeling yeah. bad or maybe kind of starting to question orders again or realizing that he had been kind of under control of the chip. Because he still doesn't necessarily believe the chips are real, even though they're telling him, you know, even though they're, they're all saying it, like, he still is kind of like, well, you know, I don't know about that, but a good yeah. soldier follows orders. So I'm kind of wondering if maybe part of this will be his chip getting damaged. So we'll kind of see. All right, okay. so, so here we are. are, Star Wars Summer Vacation Time. The way we're going to do this is our mode of transportation is going to be? We're going to tell you the three planets that we want to go to, and then we're going to jump back and forth and give you our top ten characters that we're going to take with us on our Star Wars Summer Vacation. Um, and then uh, just like last week, kind of, if you guys want, let us know what your picks were on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. Any one of those will work just fine. Um, and, uh, yeah. Chris, uh, why don't you kick us off with the transport? Uh, I'm going to go with the Falcon. Okay. I think it's good, reliable, and uh, most of all has a uh, has enough space to hold the uh, 11 of us going on vacation together. Okay, cool. Millennium Falcon, that's a solid choice. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie and say it wasn't on my list before I started cutting, shaving stuff off. Um, but uh, I feel like it would have been too the obvious choice. But I, I thought so too. But I think all the other ones, like I kind of wanted to go. I was gonna do. I my kind of my my first thought was um, one of the one of the uh, Naboo Roll Roll Cruisers. Those seem super comfortable and uh, sleek to ride in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I didn't go with that route. Okay, that's fine. So I'm going to go <laughs> with a Star Speeder 1000, a.k.a. a Star Tours bus. That's nice. Where we're, yeah, that's where we're going to be going in. I feel like the Falcon will be a little bit better because there's actual bunks and stuff like that. That's to where mine is more of like a, a bus just with, like, chairs and stuff in there. But, hey, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll make, we'll make it work. Um, so, yeah, Star Speeder 1000, the Millennium Falcon. Those are the two ships that are Chris, uh, hit us with the three. 
Is going to be hitting up on your vacation. All right. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Naboo for some okay. uh, fishing and some, uh, you know, scenic relaxing. Uh, here they have islands with more beaches you can dry out on. The, yeah. Ed, Padme talks about the beaches all the time, so that's something kind of maybe nice. Yeah. Uh, Kashyyyk for some uh, camping. Nice. But kind of like, I feel like Wookiees kind of probably have a style of, uh, they probably could pull off like glamping, where it's like camping, but with high technology, because that's how Wookiees are. That would be amazing. Yeah. Like you can like live in the woods, but you can actually have like, you know, actual stoves and air, you know, heaters and stuff and, you know, all that and, you know, electricity. So it's kind of like that, like, you know, high tech camping. I think Kashyyyk would be a good place for that. And then third, mostly because we live in the desert, I'm going to have to say Hoth. Just I'm tired of the heat. Yeah. So tired of the heat. Okay. So I guess we'll go skiing in Hoth. I don't know. I just didn't. I just want to pick some opposite of the desert that I live in currently. Got it. So I hope no one else would go to Tatooine. You know, we say that though, but like people go to the Grand Canyon all the time for summer vacation. That's essentially like Tatooine. If you look at Baker's Canyon, uh, yes Baker's no. Canyon. Baker's Canyon is pretty much like the Grand Canyon, except a little bit smaller. Yeah. That's about it. I mean, I've been to the Grand Canyon like recently, so like you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Grand Canyon isn't much different than where we are living here, as far although it is cooler, I think. But it's other than that, big, yeah, it's still, it's just a big ass hole in the ground. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. It, don't get me wrong; it's it's super worth seeing. Like, I think everyone should see it at least once. But yeah, yeah, no, it's a big hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah. Not no, I'm not throwing shade at Grand Canyon or anything. It's just yeah, it's just very Tatooine-y. Yeah. Um, so, Chris, I'm going to get into my three planets here. And funny right. enough, we have two of the three same planets, believe it or All not. Right. So, but we're going to start off with Hoth. We're going to do some, okay. uh, some not skiing. I hate skiing. Uh, we're going to do some snowboarding with my crew. Uh, All right. And I kind of like what you were saying about the glamping. We're going to figure out, I know it's essentially like a desolate wasteland of just snow and ice, but we're going to do some glamping out there. There's hopefully a uh, an outpost that will host us for the night, and we're going to do some glamping in the snow. Uh, maybe do some, uh, we'll see what kind of freakishly large alien fish there are. Hopefully there's always a bigger fish. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's going to be our first stop, Naboo. I'm sorry, Hoth, Hoth. <laughs> Next up, though, is the going to be Naboo. Um, it's never really explored too much, but Naboo in the f- movies is filmed in Italy. So I'd like to think that Naboo has also, this is very similar to Italy, a very rich culture of food and cuisine. So we're going to Naboo for the scenery and the palaces, but also mainly for the food to see what the delicacies are out there. And uh, we might get one of those... Um, Lakefront, lakefront uh, places that Padme stays in, out on the countryside, and uh, go out there and do some do some hanging out. Um, and then the third one, this is kind of the curveball one that I don't think too many. This brings up uh, weird slash bad memories slash I don't know. They might not just think about it. I don't know. We're gonna go to the planet is Cantonica. We're going to go to Canto Bite and do some gambling. Oh. Yeah. Because Canto, right. Canto Bite, for better or worse, is Vegas. 
So we're yeah. going to go to the Vegas of the galaxy, do some gambling, enjoy some nightlife, uh, and then we're going to come back home. That's going to be our trip. Hoth, Nimbu, Cantonica slash Canto Bite. That's, that's yeah, when you start to describe Canto Bite, that's not where I thought you were going to go. I had, I had a different plan in mind. Yeah. What were you going to think? I thought you were going to go Scarif. Scarif? No. Oh, that, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Cantonica. So... Started off this list. Exegol made my list. I was like, okay, Exegol would be like super epic and cool to like go to and see all this stuff, but like it would be very scary. And like you have a pretty good chance of like getting shocked by like lightning. So I don't right. know. But Exegol yeah, was on the list. So I kind of feel that way about Hoth. Like Hoth seems pretty like, why would you go there? It's desolate and cold and you can barely survive out there. And at night, you're going to freeze to death. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, but you know, it's the only ice planet really know. So you know, I guess I could have gone like Alderaan. Alderaan's got some snow, I guess that counts. Well, yeah, yeah, and, snow, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, one other fun thing that I didn't mention about all three planets: we are we're not necessarily treasure hunters per se. We are going to keep our eye out for some artifacts and just random things that we might find on these planets, and that kind of lended its its help to me curating my list so again not treasure hunting we're just keeping our eye out for relics and fun stuff we might see on the planets but i'll explain more um yeah so chris kick off kick off number 10 there who uh who you got all right my number 10 coming out of resistance i said niku okay why niku? i figure uh, I figure you gotta have the one. You gotta have the comic relief character, and he's probably one of the least annoying comic relief characters of any of the series. Is like he's not a Jar Jar, and he's not. Uh, I don't know what's the one I find really annoying. I don't know there's a few of them, but like yeah. I don't know. And he seems like he's actually mostly competent too. Like he actually can help out with fixing the Falcon and keeping it maintained and in the air. So yeah, I, uh, yeah. No, and he, he's, I don't know. He seems like he seems pretty fun to be around. He, he's a pretty smart character too, so he'd probably yeah, he'd probably right. be the one to like give you like fun insights, like oh hey, just so you know, in thirty two thousand BBY, this site was the location of whatever, and that's kind right. of I like to have that on vacations. I like to know the history of you know what a what a town or what a what a place has been through. So yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, all right, next up. Okay, oh, my number 10. Number my number 10 here. We have uh Poe Dameron. Mainly, I'm kicking off with Poe Dameron because he's going to be our pilot on this Star Speeder 1000. Uh, right. and also, I really wanted to have him on my pool party list, but I didn't do that last week. So, you made it, Poe. You're on a top 10 list now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty much my main reason. Um, yeah, I just want to hang out with Poe. Uh, Chris, what is your number nine? Uh, Finn. I put Finn in there. Uh, he seems like he's one, he's one of my favorite characters out of the, the uh, sequel trilogy, and I think he could probably use a vacation. He seems like he's had a pretty rough time of it. So I'm going with Finn. Okay. Mm-hmm. About Finn. Uh, if you, just a little bit why about why he's your favorite. Uh, I just like him because, like, he has a really fun backstory because he's he's the only like turncoat, uh, true like turncoat character we've ever we we really focused on as a main character. You know, he used to be a stormtrooper and then he's not. 
I just, I don't know. I just love his attitude and how he's kind of down for, for whatever. And he's, you know, just a lot of fun to be around and up for adventure and has a really good heart. And, uh, you know, it's always up, you know, down for adventure, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, do. All right. My number nine. It's, uh, because Poe Dameron is piloting the thing and I did want to have and need to have a droid with us because droids always come in handy to solve problems or help you out if you get stuck or, you know, fix the fix the ship, anything like that. I'm bringing BB-8. Poe Dameron and BB-8. Uh, leading the way so far. Number 10, number 9. And I think BB-8 also... Um, would just be fun to have because he's very much so, you know, like the like the really happy puppy that's always happy to see you rolling around doing stuff. So um, I think he'd be good for morale if we ever got bored, you know, traveling from planet to planet or, you know, we ran out of stuff to do or places to eat at. He would be there to, you know, uh, give us like, I don't know, a puzzle or something to figure out or take us somewhere random that we might not know. If you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, your number eight, uh, Poe Dameron. Uh, okay. you know, talking about a pool party episode, he seems like he's pretty fun. Seems like he's kind of been around, so like he would, you know, he might have some tricks to keep us alive and uh, you know, help us survive. Kind of built my list is, but the idea of we're kind of semi roughing it some of these places, so we need some people with some kind of survival skills. I feel like Poe's got probably has some from yeah all his adventures and things. I got you. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, my number eight, uh, it's going to be just because I have a soft spot for him and he is in the spotlight right now. Uh, we're going to be bringing Rucker. He's going to be our group in case we're out late one night and some guys or ladies or aliens or whoever is coming up to us wanting to start trouble. We're just going to say, Hey, Rucker, can you come out here for a sec? And, uh, (laughs) he's going to, He's going to be our muscle, our, our intimidation. He's going to be the one uh, helping us, uh, you know, fight off the goons if we need to. And also, you know, out there on Hoth, uh, those Tauntauns uh, can get... No, not Tauntauns. Sorry. Not uh, not those. Um, wampas. Those Wampas could get pretty scary looking. So, not saying that Wrecker could handle one, one-on-one, but I feel like definitely he'd be able, with some artillery or whatever, to take care of a, a Wampa pretty easily. So, yeah. Wrecker. That's my number eight. Who's your number eight there? I did my number eight. My number eight was Poe. My bad. Number seven. seven. Uh, say seven's going to be Keenan Jarris. Okay. Because, uh, you know, I got to sprinkle some Force users in here, uh, you know, so we can our vacation. Plus, like, you know, same thing. Kane's had to survive on his own, so it'd be helpful for, you know, starting campfires and stuff like that, I think. Yeah. Kanan would be cool. Um, Which planet, okay, which planet do you think Kanan would enjoy most between Hoth, Naboo, and uh, Kashyyyk? Um, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I, my, my, I kind of want to say Kashyyyk, but like, I kind of feel like maybe he would like Naboo because it's just like chill. Yeah. <laughs> it's not dangerous and like, you know, he's just kind of like, you just hang out. Yeah. Well, it can get dangerous if you go on a deep sea tour of the, the planet core. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay, cool. So that's your number seven. My number seven, I'm gonna go with Sabine Wren. Again, uh-huh. she's a she's a pick that I wanted 
on the pool party episode last week, but I couldn't squeeze her in. She's on my summer vacation with us now. Sabine Wren is definitely going to be the one, um, not straight, straight up spray painting the star speeder, but decorating the ship so that we feel like we're in vacation mode. She's going to be, um, helping us out. Like if we, if we want to get, I don't know, clothes somewhere, but we don't have enough credits, she could probably design something pretty cool looking for us. Uh, and, and all that. And, uh, also, you know, she's a Mandalorian. I do have one other, uh, I believe, yeah, one other Mandalorian on the list uh, that I'll get to later on. But I'd be really interested to see Sabine Wren interact with this other Mandalorian character. Uh, yeah, so number seven, Sabine Wren. Who is your number six? Number six, uh, I put Luke Skywalker. Okay. I think, uh, I think he'd be kind of good to have. You know, my, so far, this is all good guys. Actually, my list is all good guys. So, yeah, no, Luke. I think it'll be solid, uh, especially mm-hmm. with Luke. Uh, probably Return of the Jedi era Luke. I think is who I'm kind of shooting for, or mm-hmm. post Return of the Jedi era Luke, maybe Mandalorian era Luke. Yeah, okay. where he's still he's pretty powerful and you know, and uh, more worldly and kind of you know has knows his way around things. Yeah, yeah. Man, Kanan and Luke together that'd be pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, my number six here. So I'm also going with a Force user. I'm going Ahsoka Tano. Um, yeah yeah i feel like uh if anything i think she is nope that's a lie she's one of two force users on my vacation crew um i would be interested to see what what uh ahsoka thinks of canto bite she'd probably pay no mind to it and think kind of a filthy place for filthy people sort of thing um but i think if she let loose just a little bit, she might have, and got in touch with her younger Ahsoka Tano self, she might, uh, you know, be able to have some fun there and, you know, not feel so, uh, I don't know, betrayed by everybody and everything. Uh, maybe, right. Who knows? Um, yeah, so that's my number six. Uh, we are heading into our top five. Chris, what is your number five? Uh, number five is Din Jaren, the Mando himself. Nice. Okay. What's I mean, yeah, the... he's going to have his helmet on the whole time, but, I mean, again, he's super resourceful. He comes through in a pinch. He knows what he's doing. Like, yeah, no, I got to I have a lot of Swiss Army knife people in my in my list because I don't want to – I don't want to be uh, unprepared. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, he – no, that's that's Tatooine. Never mind. I was going to say, I think he speaks uh, Wookiee, but, no, he speaks, uh, like, uh, Tuscan. Yeah, Tuscan yeah, Jawa. Yeah, you see Jawa. Yeah, he does the Tuscan reader hand speak. He does that too. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty. Yeah, he's got a lot of good language learning skills there. Uh, on my number five, we're gonna go with another. We're gonna go with a Mandalorian character as well. Um, we're gonna go with controversial pick. Dun dun dun. Cara Dune. Love the character. You know, I, I thought about her and I was like, ah, do I want to stir the hornet's nest or not? <laughs> I'm going with Cara Dune because I, as Chris states over and over and I say, we do love this character. We do love to see that. Uh, we would like to see our, uh, you know, just badass, un- unapologetic characters of Star Wars, even if whether they're male, female, who cares, whatever, but that she is definitely a badass. And we like to see her perspective. Uh, you know, from the rebel point of view, 
uh, with boots on the ground and all that. But she's having a bit some, some uh, vacation with us on the summer vacation episode. She's kind of kicking back. She's going to uh, learn some stuff from Wrecker. Pretty much just all the crews. Sabrina Wren. Um, and also, she's going to provide a little bit of military intel should we encounter any forces of uh, any, you know, uh, we're not really setting a timeline for this. It's just a smorgasbord, obviously, of timeline characters that we kind of just cherry pick from wherever. But in case we encounter any Empire Separatist First Order, who, what have you, forces, I think she'd be able to provide us with uh, how best to conduct ourselves in the situation. So that's why we're bringing her. Plus, again, I just, you know, I feel like I say this over and over for a lot of these characters. I just want to see them chill out. Usually in a Star Wars movie, right. you know, everyone's so much on you know, the fate of this planet's on the line, or this town, or this galaxy, or the you know everything is on the line. I just want to see some of these people, you know, unwind and chill out every once in a while. And Cara Dune is definitely one of them. Um, yeah. So that's my number five. Chris, what is your number four? Uh, Han Solo, because obviously okay. I have something to pilot the Falcon. And the Falcon probably doesn't come along unless uh, Han's on this, you know, piloting it. So go Han Solo. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, he's been like probably you know a lot of these plants already, so like I think he would have he'd be pretty he'd have some experience in some of these places. I mean, definitely I was thinking, you know, yeah, definitely Kashyyyk. He's been the Hoth. If we go up Empire Han, uh, Naboo probably has not been to, or maybe he has, but yeah. it probably, Naboo probably is too civilized for him. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. too pleasant. He might want to start some trouble or something. Right. Yeah. All right, cool. Han Solo, number four. All right. Uh, my number four, <clears throat> kind of a similar reason as Cara Dune. And uh, just because he's one of the near and dear characters to me, uh, is Cassie Nandor. We're bringing him along on the summer vacation. Uh, he is going to help us look for artifacts um, on each of these planets. I feel like randomly there might be some on Naboo, definitely. Um, so we're going to go on the countryside. He's going to kind of not lead the way, but help us, uh, look for some stuff. And I'm going to say that kind of in California, in California and the West coast, there is a trail called the Pacific Crest trail that goes from Mexico all the way up to Canada. I'm just going to say for fun <clears throat> on Naboo, there is a similar trail that I don't know, goes halfway around the planet of Naboo. He's going to take us on that trail and we're going to find some stuff on that trail. And that'll be like our hiking fun of the vacation with Cassie Nandor. Yeah. All right, Chris, we're on to your number three. Uh, well, okay. So this choice is what it is. I'm just going to say it. Uh, probably have to bring C-3PO with me because I need, uh, probably need some kind of a translator. That's a smart. <laughs> that's a smart choice. Yeah, I mean, for as annoying as he is, uh, you know, he at least he does. He is pretty useful because he can talk to the Falcon and he can, uh, uh, you know, he can he can translate if we end up somewhere where you know we need to you know speak some other languages and stuff. Especially if we end up on Kashyyyk, where Wookiees don't speak English, and I don't, you know, and then some of my characters. Well, actually, Han Solo does, but you know, people don't speak Wookiee. Not a lot of people uh, understand Wookiees, so or uh, Shri Wook. So I think C three would be really helpful for that. Yeah, yeah. Did you, let's just hope he doesn't need to translate Sith anywhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, C-3PO is a great choice. Uh, my number three is uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, 
Uh, the reason for bringing him is because I want to see him and Ahsoka interact. Uh, I want to see them, you know, hang out after years of uh, not seeing each other. I'm going to go with the older Obi-Wan. Not quite a new hope Obi-Wan, but almost almost to that age. He likes to know that Ahsoka is alive and well, and she is uh, doing, you know, doing somewhat well for stuff. So, And she's continued her... Her training with the Force, she might not necessarily be a Jedi, but she's still a Force user, and I would like him to see her, you know, in that spot. So, so would you maybe say Kenobi era uh, Obi-Wan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. The, the TV show era? Yeah, yeah. Probably that, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and if you want to see what he looks like, well, just his boots, you could just go Google... Obi Wan Kenobi set leak, and you, you can see what it, his costume looks like, but just the boots, nothing else. Right. Well, and uh, and one like, and one uh, one forearm, like it's like, oh. yeah, 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 like one yeah. sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are in the top two. What is your number two? Uh, Chewbacca. Okay. Because uh, a I have a Han there, and B we're going to Kashyyyk. Uh. You know, I might need some muscle. Same way you have Wrecker. I'm going to bring a Wookiee with me. Yeah. Plus, I think we're doing some outdoorsy stuff. So I think Chewbacca will be, feel right at home with, like, you know, camping and fishing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He would uh, use his boat, get some hunting done, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would like to see... I hope they explore Kashyyyk at some point in some future project because they have to. But it would be just, I don't know, pretty cool to see Kashyyyk. Uh, that's not, well, I guess they do it a little bit in Revenge of the Sith. They do it in Fallen yeah. Order. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Something just to, to uh, keep Kashyyyk alive in the Star Wars galaxy, I guess. So maybe do a check-in on it uh, with the, around what the uh, First Order is doing. I wonder if the First Order cared at all about Kashyyyk or... Uh, well, if, I mean, if you really want, if you want to read about Kashyyyk, uh, the second aftermath book, the second of the Chuck Wendig trilogy is like, I don't know, like 70% Kashyyyk. How's it doing in that book? Not great. Is it under, <laughs> under occupation? Uh, well, cause essentially the, I mean, essentially the plot of the book is Han is kind of making good on a promise to Chewbacca to help free the Wookiees on Kashyyyk of Imperial control. Uh-huh. So we're, I mean, cause we're right after, uh, we're, we're not, we're not long after Jedi. So like the Kashyyyk is still, all the Wookiees are still enslaved and there's some really messed up experimentation being going on. There. Oh, no. It's a little, they're kind of being held in camps, like, like concentration camps a little bit. Like, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's pretty bleak. Yeah. Okay. They're 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 strip mining the resources out of the planet. Uh, you know they're they're killing the forest. So there's yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's some environmentalism stuff going on. Like it's yeah. It's 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 not great. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. It's a good book, but Kashyyyk's not in good shape at that at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, well math book if I do that. But uh, yeah, it's called uh, Life Debt, right? Star Wars Aftermath Life Debt. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. yeah. So the third one's like Wars Anderson, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that is your number two. We're going to be going on to my number two. We're going to be going with Dr. Afra. 
Okay, let's say like, where's your like? If you're going and looking for artifacts, like you don't have Afra on your list, you're gonna be. I'm gonna be mad at you. <laughs> no, no, yeah. She. So, uh, I don't really have any dark side characters or anything. I'm not saying that she's dark side, but um, she is definitely neutral in the whole uh, gamut of of good versus evil. I feel so character but she's also our main guide for hunting down artifacts while we're on vacation um yeah. i mean if you're gonna put a D term she's definitely like chaotic neutral to uh oh shoot I'm trying to think what's the not not chaotic neutral or uh what's the word for it is it like neutral evil maybe or like what they're no i'm talking about chaotic evil no chaotic? like chaotic neutral she's definitely chaotic neutral <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, I could see that chaotic neutral for sure. Uh, but yeah, Doctor Afra, uh, and mainly, yeah, it would be just cool to uh, have her. I don't know, interact with some of the other characters that are like, you need to shape up probably. But she's like, yeah, no, I'm still doing fine for my own. You know, I don't really need your help, thanks. Um, but uh, yeah, so Doctor Afra. So on Hoth, we're gonna be looking for. The Wampa Cave, where Luke Skywalker was held, and we're going to try to find uh, maybe anything that was left behind in that cave, anything that Luke may have dropped while he was hanging upside down. Uh, on Naboo, we're going to be looking for... Uh, I had it written down. I have it written down here, sorry. Let me look at my notes. We're going to be looking for um, the battlefield where the Trade Federation fought off against the Gungans, and we're going to be looking just for anything left on that war field that might hold importance to that war. Granted, we're not taking the stuff to, like, sell it for profit or anything. We're just collecting stuff, you know, from throughout the history of Star Wars. Um, maybe, like, a, a, a BB-1 droid arm, like a blown-off arm or something that's still laying around that field or something like that. And then when we make our way to uh, Canto Bight, um... In all of the anarchy that happened on Canto Bight, um, the Red Plum Bloom might have fallen off the Codebreaker's uh, lapel somewhere. So that'd be kind of funny to have that flower and you know take it somewhere and have it have it pressed against a book and just be like, oh well, this is what they're looking for. This their story might have turned out somewhat different had they been able to find the actual Codebreaker, but we'll never know. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the three main things that we're looking for. But uh, before we end our list here, we do have our number ones. Chris, what is your number one? Uh, Obi Wan. I'm gonna go with the uh, Clone Wars uh, Obi Wan to Revenge of the Sith Obi Wan. That's that's the Obi Wan I want to take with me on my vacation. Okay. Uh, he just seems fun, uh, capable, kind of ready for anything, fully he's prepared. His, he's in his prime. In his prime, yeah. He's he's, he's peak Obi Wan. Okay. Okay. Cool. What do you what planet um do you think would be his favorite? Um I think I th- well it might be Naboo. I think he as much as he doesn't mind roughing it, I think he I think he kinda like the uh civil the civilizedness of uh, Naboo versus the other couple places. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely cares about places being civilized. So uncivilized. Yeah, so like you know, because you know, like you were talking about like different things we'd be doing, we'd like the boo. I figure we would do we would probably go fishing on the boo, and then uh, go camping in Kashyyyk, and then uh, 
some for winter sports on Hoth, like skiing or snowboarding. Nice. That's what that's, that's what we, that'd be kind of our itinerary. Nice, nice. Cool. So uh, my number one here, our, essentially our guest of honor on the summer vacation, um, is going to be Din Jaren. Nice. I, I want to hang out with him, even if, even if he does wear a helmet all day. Um, even when we're out on the boo on the countryside, he could be wearing his, uh, I don't know, trunks or cargo shorts just with his hat and enjoying some rays. I don't know. Um, it'd be pretty cool to have him and Sabine Wren chit chat a little bit and, uh, talk about the dark saber and be like, Oh, so this is how you, how did you get it? I forgot. And then, yeah, just that whole, yeah. that'd just be a pretty fun conversation to come across. Cause yeah. that, yeah, that dark saber lineage is getting, uh, filled in a little bit more clearly, but obviously we won't know more until season three of Mandalorian. Uh, yep. but, yeah, about what's going on with it. So, yeah, we'll just do a quick rehash. Uh, I'll, I'll just go through mine very briefly again. Uh, we're going to be going aboard a Star Speeder 1000, essentially a Star Tours bus. If you've been on one at Disneyland, Disney World, or I believe it's at World Overseas, um, we're going to be going to Hoth, Naboo, or, and Canto uh, Bite on the planet of Katanica. And we're going to be bringing Poe Dameron, BB-8, Wrecker, Sabine Wren, Ahsoka Tano, Cara Dune, Cassian Andor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Dr. Afra, and finally Din Djarin. Chris, do you want to hit us with your list one more time? Sure. Uh, we are going to be taking uh, in the fabulously reliable Millennium Falcon, uh, the YT-1300. Uh, we'll be going to Naboo for fishing, uh, Kashyyyk for some uh, treetop camping. And uh, then Hoth for some winter sports action. Uh, and then coming with me are Niku from Resistance, Finn, Poe, Kanan Jarrus, Luke Skywalker, Din Jaren, Han Solo, C-3PO, Chewbacca, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Nice. Awesome list. Very awesome. Uh, yeah, so... As of this recording, is the first official day of summer, at least in the United States. Um, it is hot as... Tatooine on its hottest day of the year <laughs> over here. I don't know. I was going to say that bad word, but I chose to go Star Wars route. Um, but uh, yeah, it's we're in full swing. So school is out as well. So everybody have safe and fun Star Wars or not Star Wars. I guess you could have a Star Wars vacation, but have a Chris is going to have a Star Wars vacation next week by going about to. Um, yep. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I Please uh, be safe to all of our listeners. Let us know what your list would be, or at least what planets you would want to go to if you don't want to. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Chris, uh, what would you like to leave with the good people? Uh, stay out of the sun. And if you're going to be outside, make sure you put sunscreen on, because uh, sun's no joke. No joke. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I will leave you guys with, um, if you do choose to stay inside, uh, make sure to watch Loki on Disney Plus. It is super fun so far. And uh, keep watching Bad Batch, which you guys are probably already doing. Um, but yeah, Bad Batch, Loki, stay cool, all that good stuff. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. May the force be with you. Have a good week, guys. Dun, dun, dun.